welcome to another version of our rant, our mortgage rant. I've got David and Mike with myself here. And we're gonna talk about something that I don't think we've touched on too much, but it's come up a few times in the last little while. So I thought it was worth chatting about. We're gonna talk about reverse mortgages. Mike, do you wanna do a little, uh, you know, what's a reverse mortgage? Well, a reverse mortgage is generally for people that are seniors over the age of 55 that have uh, equity in their home and they want to, they need to access equity to increase their lifestyle, maybe pay down debts, just just to be able to live um, and they don't want to move. So, and they wouldn't have otherwise qualified. They wouldn't otherwise qualify because there's no income requirements. So it's basically accessing the equity in their home so that they can they can live without having you know, to make pay- future payments because it's a no payments interest. required. You can take money out of the home mm. that you already live in. You don't need to sell. You pretty much don't even need any income to even qualify it. Um, it's, it's pure all, equity. It's pure, it's equity. pure equity, and your age is deter- will determine what you can. Apply it's it's it. generally for seniors who so don't have who are on a fixed though? income. What are your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. I've had some people say, you know what? Uh, it's the interest rates are high. Uh, it's eroding all my equity, and I've had other people say, you know what? It's a, it's a it's a great way for me to unlock some money that I wouldn't have otherwise been able to, and I would have had to sell my home or maybe get a private mortgage at like eight plus percent. Yeah, so which which a lot of people can't afford. Uh, can't afford it. Look, I think I think if you're fixed income, uh, that's one way to utilize it. It can help you access equity and unlock it and increase your quality of life. Uh, you can get it in a, in, a, in a monthly installment, so this way you can be an income stream. So a you don't uh, once a little bit cheaper. Also, you don't uh, go off and spend all the money at once and buy a Ferrari. Yeah, because right? if I give you uh, five hundred thousand dollars, I'm like, hey, Dave, I, I might be tempted to buy a Ferrari. Old, here's your half a million dollars. You can immediately go and start spending it. Versus, hey, I want to pay you five thousand a month. So, so, so that's like not a midlife crisis. That's like uh, I don't know. I don't even know what they call it. End of life crisis. <laughs> midlife but, crisis. But <laughs> you know, the, the reality is, is it can also be used as a good tax strategy. Oh yeah. Uh, you right. know, a lot of financial planners are now looking at it as a way to uh, uh, reduce taxable income because people don't have to uh, uh, withdraw from their investment portfolios. Trigger taxable incomes. They're able to use this equity instead at a tax it's tax free because it's, it's a primary residence, right? I think we had a good example. I can think of a couple examples we should touch on, but Chris had a, a really uh, interesting one where. Well, that, that was different. This is the 95 year old? Yeah, he was a significantly older gentleman who was a professional. I believe he was a dentist or a doctor or something like this. He had his house free and clear. He was pretty wealthy, too. And he needed a fairly decent amount of money to live, uh, for sure. And a, an excellent tax strategy is we, we recommended a reverse mortgage. He was able to pull out, I think the it was a million, a little over a million dollars tax free to support his lifestyle and he had no tax payments versus pulling money out of his investments. Well, let, let's, let's explain it. So this, this individual specifically wanted to pull out a million bucks. Yeah. That was his strategy. I want to take a million bucks and it was either coming out of his equity or it was coming out of his investment portfolio. portfolio. Yeah. The taxable impact in the investment portfolio was quite tremendous, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. So by the time he did the math, he realized the, the reverse mortgage was the most cost-effective way of doing it without triggering this big capital gain. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's why he did it. But he also, the reason why he wanted so much money at, at his age, which is well over 90, uh, it was because he uh, he wanted to live very well yeah. uh, in the what last, the last handful of years. <laughs> well, his his words. <laughs> he went down to Vegas. His words was, you know, he's gonna he's gonna live like a rock star. So well, why not? Good for yeah. him. You know, he, you know, like 
if the guy survived another 10 years, 105. Like, Hopefully he shit. doesn't have an early heart attack because of all this partying he's yeah. going to be doing. Well, he still had an investment portfolio, so he'd be okay. That's good for him. Well, so, let me, but let me but he's a, not the common person. I think a lot of people no, is, not. you know, a lot of, we hear a lot of sad stories, right? A let me of, give an example of you that. You know, you can give me a sad story. Go so, ahead. yeah. So I did one um, not too long ago where the client's uh, husband and wife, they bought a condo because they were looking to downsize. And so they already purchased the condo and the husband passed away. So they just purchased the condo. They had purchased the condo. Obviously it's firmed up and they were planning on selling their home. Now that he passed away, very sad situation. She didn't want to, she didn't want to get rid of the house. No insurance. Well, I don't know, but she didn't want to sell the house. You know, it's an emotional time. So she didn't have enough income to qualify for a mortgage on the new property. Condo. So she had already put down a large deposit, which she would have lost. And then she could have possibly been sued if we, she didn't close on that mortgage on the condo. So we did a reverse mortgage on our primary residence. Because of her age, she was over 55 years old. We could access up to 55% mm-hmm. of uh, the value in the property. I think it worked out to about 400000 Whatever we needed to qualify to close on the mortgage, she closed on the mortgage. And then I think eventually she ended up selling, selling, selling one of them. But um, it allowed her to close on it and... You know, it, it was a good situation, and it was the most cost-effective way and, for her to do it. And the condo had gone up in value too, I believe. So there was a significant financial benefit of closing. Because it was a pre-construction problem. Yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. In, yeah. in the Toronto area. So I think uh, I've seen scenarios where people are using it to do an early inheritance for some of their kids. So I've got I had an example where the um, the uh, client was I think they're in their eighties. You know, relatively healthy. Um, had some kids and some grandkids and you know it was a very good family dynamic and you know he was living off a comfortable 40 or 50k salary that's all he needed very simple lifestyle you mean a pension a pension that's right so um, you know he wanted to take some funds out of the house he had a toronto house worth 1.8 million roughly he wanted to take out a significant portion of his uh, equity without having to sell the home because he was very happy in the home and the neighborhood and gift you know i think it was 150,000 per 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 child as an early inheritance to allow them to enjoy it while he was still alive and he can enjoy it with them. And, um, you know, he was very comfortable with that. He didn't have to make any payments. His house likely is going to continue to grow over the long term and more than, um, you know, cover any of the interest costs. And, you know, it, it worked out. So that was a scenario that worked quite well. He wasn't in distress. It just, it made sense versus selling a home. So um, it's actually pretty, I think, I think the main thing that people argue is the interest rate. So, you know, the cost of these things are not as cheap as a traditional mortgage. A traditional mortgage could be in the low 3% rate. Whereas a chip mortgage is, you know, five, six percent, somewhere around it's there. It's going to be anywhere between like 200 basis points or two percent higher. So you're paying more for it. But I think the argument is if you've got an asset, let's say it's a Toronto house, it's worth a million dollars that is growing anywhere from two percent to 10 percent, depending on the year. That asset's growing on a million dollar value. But if you've only asked you for a hundred to three hundred thousand dollar mortgage, your interest costs are only determined on that balance. So the idea is. As long as your house is growing in value over the long term, that normally is a much higher uh, amount than the interest cost that's slowly growing on you as well. I think you should put the numbers up, but that's exactly it. If your home is going up moderate 2% year over year over 10 on years million. on a million dollar valuation, you drew out you know, $200,000, your your cost of, of, of funds is nowhere in line with is your appreciation. Grand. Your appreciation is well ahead. So it, it, is, it is also a good way to, to preserve wealth, you know, because one of the things that people don't realize is a lot of seniors, their retirement plans are, were designed initially for a life expectancy of approximately 75 years of age. 
where most seniors now are going to be living until their mid 80s. Uh, so a lot of them are going to be outliving their money. Uh, this strategy here allows them to have a decent quality of life um, and still uh, and still maintain and, and keep the home that they love. I got yeah, 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 and I, I just want to expand on that too. Like when we look at the aging population and the people over the age of sixty. That population is going to grow by 19% by 2022. Yep. And out of that, 45% of those individuals own their own home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's been determined that 93% of them do not want to sell their home. Mm-hmm. So this is a great option for them. And the reality is, is the average person is retiring with debt, right? You know, I, I've heard numbers of approximately just shy of, a, of, of $200,000 of, of, of debt. And that could be a combination of, of a series of debt. But you're retiring with debt on, on a fixed income um, and trying to maintain your home and property taxes don't seem to go down. They just seem to go up. Cost of servicing a home seem to continue to go up. Ma- maintaining a home and, and having to do moderate repairs throughout. Yeah. You know, all that is, is it becomes a big financial burden. Um, you know, so I think this, this product has got real, real value. I mean, know. what's the alternative, really, if you were in this situation? The alternative is you, you borrow with a private lender, which is very unreasonable to make payments. Well, uh, that's not a really it's a justifiable a alternative. And I think you're, it would be pretty unethical for a private lender to lend a situation. And the other yeah. alternative is you sell the house, take the money. That's really the alternative, downsize. You pretty much rent somewhere, or maybe you buy it, you downsize. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people, you know, don't want to, actually, it was a 93%. A homeowners don't want to move they want to stay in their home yes yeah, so, they're they yeah. have an emotional attachment to their home i totally understand that right yeah. i think that the reality is 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 you know as yes people can tighten their belt a bit they can make do with less they can sell their home and and downsize um but i think the you know the reality is is retirement is expensive it's not as cheap as it used to be, right? The idea that you know you're, you're going to work until you're 65, plan. you're going to get that set pension, yeah. live another 10 years, and your and life is good. Uh, retirement could be 20, 30 years now, so um, it's hard to plan for. I think the reality is, is seniors know where they are. They know their financial restraints and 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 they know their stresses. I think they need to realize that this is more common than they realize, and they should reach out and, and get real advice. And their children need to ask themselves a question you know the question they should ask themselves is can their parents afford retirement because i think you can be very surprised how many people cannot afford retirement i think they did a study as about 75 percent people feel they're not ready for retirement there you are so Huge. so and just to echo i think what was probably already stated here too is that one of the key things is that they don't make any payments so no, they don't need to make any payments. So, yeah. so this increases, and they won't be kicked out of their home. So this increases their living standard, as well as, and one big misconception too is that they still own the property. Yes, the title is still in their name. Yeah. So when they pass, then it goes to the estate. Yeah, and the estate just pays off the, if they sell the property or where they want to mortgage it and put a their traditional put mortgage. A mortgage they can just pay out the loan like any other uh, mortgage uh, would be. I had, a, I had a, you know, the example I had, and this is one that had a huge impact for them. The client was living off about 4,000 a month of income, pension income, and he had expenses around $3,500. And remember, 4,000 taxable pension income. Yeah, yeah taxable pension. So you had about 4,000 gross, and that was all taxable. And his expenses were about $3,500, which mainly included almost $1,500 of credit card debt. Mm-hmm. And then he had a tiny little mortgage and then housing expenses. And I said to him, we can pull up, he had a, Two homes, free and clear. We can pull out enough funds to clear all your credit card debt. It was about hundred grand, and wow. give you sort of a monthly wage. So now we've taken his income 
expenses uh, to about from $3,500 down to zero because we've wiped out all his debt and I've added some income to his $4,000 a month. And you know, he's got over a million dollars in each property of equity. He's got tons of funds he'll be able to access as probably for as long as he's gonna live. He's a fairly older man. So this is one of those little things that can be easily done. It was done in two weeks. Quality Completely changed his life. He said that he was stressed. He was uh, dealing with anxiety for the last two years because he felt that he was sure. just getting by. His family was stressed out and obviously possibly some health issues because of this. Completely wiped it out. It's pretty easy to do, and you know, massive impact. So those are the, those are the kinds of uh, 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 scenarios that make you feel good about you know and see the real value of something like this that it exists. So yeah, and he's in a much out. now. I think about that situation. So this this individual is in a much better financial position. Takes all some money out of his home, rebalances their debt. Even if their interest rate was five percent or six percent, but it's not. But let's Whatever. say it was six percent. His credit card payments were probably nineteen percent, anyways. You know, on his credit cards, exactly. He was paying double digit interest for sure. <laughs> so, so his that his net worth will actually increase at a much better rate now with the home yeah. value going up versus if he kept on those credit card debts. Yeah. You know, and tried to he was isolate just his home interest from. payments. He was the, his monthly payments weren't paying anything down. He was paying just the minimum and then struggling to make all the other expenses. Well, you do the math on that, you know, when you figure out the, the tax implication of, of his pension income, uh, he's probably negative 200 bucks or 300 bucks a month it's, it's, uh, it until a, you, you corrected the situation. So I think, I think kids need to ask themselves is, can my parents afford retirement? Because I really believe that most, just most people it, can't afford it. just afford very comfortable. Like, I don't want my parents in a situation where they're eating you know, cans of tuna and just getting by. I want mm-hmm. them to have a comfortable lifestyle. I think it's not mm-hmm. just affordability, but like being comfortable and enjoying life. close life. Yeah, you shouldn't just, I'm retired now, I'm just gonna get by until I pass away. You enjoy it. You should be doing traveling. You should be like this rock star. And, and I'm gonna say <laughs> this, <client>. and I'm, <laughs> gonna say, I'm gonna say this though, on the flip side of that too, it's important that we, uh, and we do, um, is protect the client. Um, and that's why, you know, oh, yeah, because senior, there's a lot, there could be abuse in this. There's a lot of uh, kids that are trying to take advantage seniors, of their Seniors are, yeah. are sometimes or could be in a, in a vulnerable position. Oh, yeah. And that's why uh, they get independent legal advice to make sure that they're of sound mind that the funds are going to be used for them or for whatever they want it. If they want it, like you said, give it to their kids as an early inheritance. Yeah. Long as everything is. But even a situation like that where, where they want to give it to their children or a situation where you, you might suspect that. Maybe somebody else is putting pressure on them to take the money out for other uses, not necessarily for the individual who's borrowing the money. Um, I always press for independent legal advice, but not just independent legal advice. I will pick the lawyer because that way I know for sure it's true independent legal advice. Yeah. Not going to let the son or the daughter who I might be concerned about picking their lawyer because then that lawyer is who's interested they're representing, right? So I always go the extra mile and say, you know what? That's great. You can have three lawyers for all I care. You can have f- 10 lawyers. But one of, one of the lawyers you're going to talk to is a lawyer I trust. And I know is going to be completely 100% impartial in this situation yeah. uh, to do their due diligence. It's absolutely key. It's absolutely key. Yeah. And you know what? And the, lender, the lenders actually have a variety of, of check, checks and boundaries to make sure they identify that as best as possible. Yeah. Um, and they themselves all, uh, all want to make sure that there's proper independent legal advice to protect uh, the seniors' uh, best interest. Like the idea here is... In, isn't to just access money and, and go out and, and live large. The idea is to improve the quality of life of people, right? You know? Um, and there will be times where it just doesn't even make sense at all. Like sometimes the advice is, you know what, you probably need to sell. 
yeah. um, you know, downsize and then look at maybe reverse mortgage for that. Yeah. Um, you know, or, 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 you know, like you said, there's different ways that you can access the funds. You can take it in a lump sum, mm-hmm. monthly payments or, or frequent installments. So if you just want to supplement your income by an extra thousand, fifteen hundred, yeah. two grand or three grand, whatever the number is, they can set that up. Yeah. And there's people that take it out and re- redeploy it back through an investment portfolio, um, you know, uh, and, uh, and that makes uh, the interest tax deductible. Yeah. So there, there's a ton of different ways of utilizing this. Uh, I, I think the key product. thing is there, there's some options. You know, given the crazy uh, world that we live in now with stress test rules and all the uh, more challenging scenarios to qualify for mortgage, this is a great way to, to qualify for it. You know, definitely look at it and see if it fits your profile. Anything you guys want to add? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I just can't keep saying it enough. I think, uh, you know, if if you're you have senior parents, I think it's important that you... Uh, be honest about what you see as far as their quality of life uh, as a, as a you son or daughter yeah. and and maybe talk to them about it you know take the stigma away and uh, and try to help them uh, become financially independent at the end of the day these are the people that gave you life yeah and when you're only accessing 55% of the value of the home you know there's still going to be lots of equity down the road so oh, yeah. you know you're not you're not giving away or taking all your assets uh, they're, st- they're still leaving a legacy to their family, so there's yeah. no no concerns there. Yeah, well, great. So have a chat. Have a chat with your your parents if they you know would be in this scenario. Make sure that you know they've got a plan in place and explore you know something like this if it fits your profile. Guys, thanks for listening. See you next week.